From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. Well, in a non-COVID world, we would be a week away from rookie camp for the Calgary Stampeders, two weeks away from main camp, and uh, you look at the schedule, May the 30th, Craig Dickinson and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders were supposed to be here. Unfortunately, this is not a perfect world, and uh, those things are not going to happen this month. Doesn't stop us from uh, talking a little football, though. Real pleasure tonight on Sports Talk with Jock to be joined by the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders, Dave Dickinson. And uh, Dave, how are you? I'm actually doing pretty well. Good. You guys? Yeah, you know what? Uh, considering, because I'll, I'll be honest with you, though. You know, the first month, okay, I, I was disappointed. But but now, as I look at the schedule, I say, damn, this is real now. Well, we're going to miss some games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, geez, it'd be nice to have a crystal ball, though. Oh, wouldn't it be? Speak of what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, it seems like we're trending in a positive direction, at least uh, the numbers and stuff. But um, So I'll try to keep my positive hat on and see what happens. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, how are you doing with the homeschooling with uh, Cooper and Avery? Is that is that your job or is that uh, your wife's job? I think any married person knows that's the wife's job. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That'll get you into uh, trouble. <laughs> well, to be honest, we've been doing uh we've been doing online meetings basically uh every morning at 9 and some last longer than others, you know, but right. sometimes we go into the afternoon and Sometimes we don't, but uh, there hasn't been a shortage of work that we're able to do at this point, especially with having in the draft and then having a global draft coming up and mm-hmm. being prepared, uh, you know, for many different scenarios, how much offense, defense, customs you can put in. Uh, we've stayed really quite busy, and uh, I think that's obviously been good for me mentally. Well, I, I think it is because, you know, hey, I, I think we're all missing things staying at home, but the, the more normal you can be, the better, I think, both mentally and physically. Yeah, and starting at nine is actually late for yeah. football coaches. Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, I mean, I usually get a chance to get up and have a coffee and a, and a bite, and and with this nicer weather, the dog and I can get out uh, before starting at nine, so... I guess there is some positives there. <laughs> uh, when, when, when you're when you're not planning the the upcoming season, like are, are you a tiger? I, I don't see you as a Tiger King guy, or I, I, but I, I do see you as a Lance a Last Dance guy. Are you watching the Michael Jordan doc? We've watched basically everything, and you're right. Uh, <laughs> um, tiger King. I missed the first few. My kids were telling me how crazy it was, and my wife. Um, you know, a lot of talk. At, and now we know who voted for Trump uh, <laughs> watching that episode. But uh, no, it was interesting. Last Dance, I, that to me is probably as, as more interesting for myself. Obviously, I feel like I lived it. Definitely remember it all. Yeah. Uh, it's weird because I was never, uh, Mike was not my guy. I, you know, I grew up liking Dr. J and I moved on through the Sixers, stayed with Charles Barkley. Um, you know, even though you wrote, I, I love, uh, I love North Carolina. That was my college team. I vividly remember, you know, uh, Mike hitting that shot against Georgetown, but my guy was Sam Perkins. Okay. So it was just weird how it all played out. I, I love just reminiscing though and watching it. I'm honestly amazed at, uh, still some of the stuff he was able to do. He's got a lot of, uh, you know, no one's perfect. And I think we, we can all agree on that, but mm-hmm. 
it, there were some really nice, you know, some things we were listening to there that being famous, you know, the Tigers, the Michaels of the world, I don't know how fun that would be either. I don't think I'll ever have to worry about it, but, uh, man, the scrutiny and to try to always be in a good mood and, and treat people well is very difficult. So, uh, obviously, I, I, I like watching that with my, my oh, yeah. kids and trying to get a life lesson or two out of it. Would you put MJ as the best ever? Well, I mean, I think he's there. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, this is like an argument for like Marquez <laughs> McDaniel because it's more the the it seems like my U.S. guys or or my players from Toronto like Juan Briscase and used to like to get involved in the basketball talk. You know, different generations. It's similar, you know, Montana Brady, different games, different athletes, different competition. But also, I do think you know, I think that today's athlete is is better by a long shot than the athlete that was 20, 25 years ago. So I would lean towards LeBron being as good or better than anybody that's ever played. And same with the, even our Tom Brady. I think he has surpassed Montana. Just It's just more people, uh, obviously the greater athletes, and the competition is still uh, obviously very high, but I think I would lean towards the, the modern-day athlete. He's the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders at Dave Dickinson here on a Sports Talk with Jockey. You referenced the, the conference calls you do every every morning at 9 o'clock. Uh, obviously, you get the coaching staff together. Uh, you know, Huff's probably involved with that. Uh, are, are, are you putting a, a playbook together, or how, how is this all working, Dave? Uh, well, basically, yeah. We I don't get on any conference calls with the league, so I don't have a lot of information for the people out there. Huff, Huff does all that work. But as far as our staff, we've, we've built it anyway. And now we're trying to, you know, cross the T's, dot the I's, and also look at some things that maybe we didn't feel we would have time to look at. So we use a thing called PFF, Pro Football Focus, and it's got, a, you know, access to a lot of film, a lot of tape that you can find um, NFL College. Obviously, Ross Fullen, we have to, I think I'm the best film person in the whole league. He gives us uh, tons to look at through the CFL. And then we want to make sure I got a really new staff, you know, especially offensively. So, you know, we actually coach each other. So what I want them to do with George and George Cortez and Mark Way and Mark Miller doing quarterbacks, I want them to coach me and make sure that their language is going to fit uh, with how I would like to see it done. Pat Delmonico is obviously in a new role as offensive coordinator. And so he now wants also a, a bigger library and, and wants more knowledge on the pass game. So, you know, what we've done as coaches is almost stripped it down and, and started into honestly like I was a rookie. And, uh, you know, let's break down everything and, and, and not assume that our guys know what they're doing. Let's make sure we have a little bit more written out. Uh, because, to be honest, you're going to have to coach by – uh, I guess you can talk it out still, but you're going to have to give these guys some material to look at because mm-hmm. you won't have them in a room to coach them. So, yeah, and that's been good. It's been fun to to really strip your offense down and and make sure that what you're telling the guys is consistent. And, and uh, you know, we really haven't been meeting with the players. Um, that's a challenge, obviously, because no one in, is getting – you know, paid for anything right now. So everything we will do going forward will be trying to give them an idea of what's changed, but we don't expect to be able to have the same access to them that we would, um, 
obviously with training camp. Yeah, no, and, and I certainly understand that because everything is different right now because of the world we're living in right now. Although, you know, for, from a player personnel perspective, it, it seems to be business as usual. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, Huff told me, uh, you know, right before the CFL draft that he, he thought he was going to bring uh, four quarterbacks into camp. Well, you know, Huff holds things pretty close to his vest. I was a little surprised yesterday when, when Jake Meyer was signed by the club because that means if and when there is a camp, five quarterbacks are going to be competing really for, for two spots. And, and and some of the guys obviously have CFL experience. We know where Bo Levi Mitchells fits in. Uh, Montel Cozart, Dakota Prokoff also have, uh, you know, some CFL experience. But, boy, it's, it's going to be tough for the, for, for the, for the fresh faces, Marcus McMarion and, and Jake Meyer, coach. Yeah, I mean, we've had our eye on Jake. I, I'll give credit where credit is due. Ryan Dinwiddie, um, you know, was the first guy to see Jake. Uh, he has a relationship with his college coach, uh, Dan Hawkins, who was the head coach at Montreal. Hawk came up last year uh, and watched a full week of our practice. It was good to know him. So we've had our eye on Jake. It was more that Jake didn't get an opportunity in the NFL, and he wanted to, to be part of our club. He's on our nag list. We want to see him. Um, you know, I do think there will be three quarterbacks here. I don't think just two are going to be here. So uh, the problem is, is how much can you evaluate these guys? Uh, we don't know how long, uh, like a training camp, that type of environment will be there. So, uh, but happy to get him. I really think he's got a chance. Um, I think honestly, he's got some similarities to both Bo and, and Nick. Uh, he's a thrower. He can change his arm angles. And not all his, you know, balls are, are rockets. He has good touch. Uh, he's very smart. He runs the offense for them. Uh, you know, I wouldn't call him uh, like an A-plus athlete. Um, I think, you know, the other three guys probably are going to outrun him, but he's not too bad either. His testing okay. was better than I thought it was going to be. I watched his pro day. I thought it was excellent. I was impressed. I got a little bit of a... Uh, inside scoop as well because he plays in the big sky which <laughs> i was able to talk to all my friends at montana about him and um some good quarterback playing that conference right now it certainly is uh certainly um obviously we have both from there too but it's one of those deals where the big sky is a throwing conference and and an rpo type of conference and it does fit with the cfl yeah fair enough um i i know you know you, you mentioned you don't have a lot of contact with the players right now and facilities are closed although uh, with injured players like bo is he is he able to come in and, and get treatment or have do you got do you have an update on bo i haven't seen him for a long time actually which is it just it, it is something that you're not used to but um from what I've understand is our, our guys have a specific protocol in order to get treatment, but they can get treatment. They have okay. to, you know, only one person can be there with our trainer, Josh Tremere, and they have to, there's certain things, very strict things that they have to do. But I, I talk with Bo, I talk to him before the draft. I always like to see what he's got his opinion on, on, you know, some things. And, you know, he does feel like he would have been ready for a normal training camp, but with this little bit of a hiccup, it might have slowed him up, so but if things aren't going to start on time, that he should be good to go. But okay. you know what the thing is too is you gotta he's got to you know have guys to throw the ball to and have parks and all that open in order to get out there and really progress his rehab. So still some hurdles to overcome. Obviously, it's it's a team effort when you when you prepare for the CFL draft. But you know, Huff has the final say, and and Brendan Mahoney and and Dwayne Cameron are obviously big big parts of that. Uh, what role did the head coach play? Were you just sort of like uh, you know uh, uh, Bill Belichick and just had your dog taken over for you? 
Well, I would like to. I think Bill Belichick wants people to think that's what was happening, but I have a feeling he made every selection. I think so, too. Uh, I got a good feel for the guys. I thought I was able to probably get more work in this year than ever. Uh, and then, you know, you got to learn, learn when to fight your battles. You know, like you don't have to always get your way. And I think that's what, you know, good organizations do is, Skeleton and sometimes personnel guys look at a player, a lot of times measurables, height, weight, speed, quickness, that sort of stuff. Coaches look at players, a lot of, you know, more of production and does he fit what we do? Mm-hmm. And we want to have a balance of both. We want we want good football players, though, that maybe athletically can fit in at this level. So, um, you know, I will say the trade that went down, it went down the day of. I didn't have a lot of knowledge of that. Huff made that deal happen. Uh, had us on the edge a little bit. We weren't quite sure, but more than anything, we did want to move up into the second round higher. To uh, We had targeted uh, uh, Travell Pinto, and we didn't know how many other teams wanted him. Um, we did, and we were happy to get him. And, and then the draft just kind of fell from there. Uh, Rice and John, I believe, was a first-round talent that uh, we weren't sure about, but we will see. Uh, he, has a, he has a huge upside, but he's raw. Um, you know, we always like to take a lineman. Do we need a center guard type? Probably not, but I, I'm more than happy to take good football players. And then we filled in special teams more than that. I'm actually happy with the guys we got. I Even you go down sixth, seventh, eighth round, I think those guys can play. I told Andrew Sedet Spalding, I think we got a steal. He was our sixth rounder. He's going to have to work hard and compete, but I think the guy uh, will play in the CFL. We wanted a battle at kicker punter. We, we want new blood. We did that, and our eighth round selection is is a is a good athlete that played with a torn bicep muscle, I believe, last year, and a guy that we want to take a look at. So every every pick we made obviously doesn't satisfy some of the you know the experts out there, but as a as a club and a team, we have good faith in these guys, and we want to see what they're all about. And I'm sure they're all excited to get things going as, as we are. You bet. Um, head coach Dave Dickinson, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock. I don't have a lot of time left, uh, Coach, but uh, I, I know you put a lot of time and effort into the Dickinson Passing Academy. I guess that's on hold right now, too, isn't it? No, we got it in. We, oh, we you do got it in it, January oh, you, oh, you, did, you did get it in. Okay, good. So you got it in beforehand. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, the disappointing. My kids do the flag league. It's with Sigma football, some really good guys in the community. Craig Harrison and Jason Ass and some guys that have put together. Mike Franco is a big supporter. And my son had a team lined up, you know, with friends this year, and right. it was really going to look for you. And that's the, that's as sad as anything. We can survive. And, you know, I feel for these seniors in high school, you know, they really are getting something taken away from them uh, that will never, they won't be able to get back. But life will move on. I mean, when you're 18 or 17, you think, you know, oh man, I'm missing out big time. But I don't know about you. I have trouble remembering my senior prom. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that dance too well. And but it's it's hard. It's hard. You know, I my sister's got a kid in that age, and it's it's definitely uh, difficult on these kids, especially when we're two, three, four year olds when they don't know why can't I see my buddies? Yeah, no, you know that's that's got to be very tough. As adults, hopefully we make it make it as uh, we can get through it a little easier than than, than those guys hey a quick comment on uh, chuba hubbard winning the john cornish award today uh, you know obviously 19 of uh, uh, 19 to 20 first place votes uh, he's a hell of a talent uh, I, i'm not sure we're going to see him in the canadian football league anytime soon yeah i don't know him personally obviously i know he's an alberta kid um you know i'm happy that he decided to stay in school uh, 
because I um I believe honestly you know that's that can be very enticing as a, as a young man to just go for the money but it's a great name Corn Cornish deserves that I think the candidates this year were better than I've ever seen yeah obviously a couple of guys drafted in the NFL and and the two time winner then doesn't win it the third year and yet Nathan Rourke has his best year I know as a team they didn't but he had a great year so. Some amazing uh, Canadian athletes doesn't surprise me because I'm seeing it on film that uh, the Canadian football player is is getting better and better and uh, congratulations to him as well as uh, you know John having his name on the trophy. Good stuff, Coach. Uh, re- really appreciate you spending some time with us tonight. Uh, always good to uh, catch up and uh, hopefully hopefully we're going to be back on the field sooner rather than later. But uh, in the meantime, uh, stay safe and stay healthy. Thanks for having me, and uh, everyone stay well out there. Always a good conversation with the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, Dave Dickinson, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock. By the way, the hero of the month for the month of May, Eagle Lake Professional Landscape. The Calgary Children's Foundation helps kids in need throughout the year with the support of heroes like Eagle Lake. Get your big yellow bag of premium garden soil from Eagle Lake, knowing you are helping needy Calgary kids. Well, we just mentioned Chuba Hubbard a minute ago with the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. When we come back, Chuba Hubbard, the John Cornish Award winner, had a conference call earlier today with the media. We're going to share some of that conference call with you right here on 770 CHQR.